Greetings program. Hello and welcome to Tronologically Speaking, a movie by minute podcast talking about Disney's 1982 movie Tron. This is Minute 50. I'm your host, Duncan Shields, and returning with me today is my genuine, supportive, and extremely helpful guest co-host, Andrew Lindy. Welcome, Andrew. Hello. Hello. It's good to have you back. Well, we're back so, in, the ca- in the cave. <laughs> back in the cave. Now, let's go over briefly what happens in this minute. Uh, the gang gets high from naturally occurring power water. <laughs> That's what's going on in this minute. So, Ram finishes his line of, That is just what I need right now. And then crawls over seductively like an extra in the movie Cats over to the to the right oh, of the screen. <laughs> See these like form fitting outfits they have, you know, and Ram's just doing that slow crawl. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple of shots where it's just uh, all of, you know, just Bruce Boxleitner laying down, you know, face yeah. down at the water. And it's just like 10 yeah. seconds of that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wow, those are, uh, those are snug. Uh-huh. Those are some snug costumes. Yeah. It's one thing that Cindy Morgan talks about is when she saw the costume, she was like, interesting and then like went home and didn't come back to set because oh, she was like i gotta lose 10 pounds like tomorrow you know <laughs> yeah they're not they're not forgiving and the dance belts all the scandalous mm-hmm. dance belts that they had to wear which you get you get a shot of here actually tron uh, tron gets to the end of his jog and the camera is looking up at him from the point of view or whatever the coveted object is that they're all looking at and we do get a good shot of the need for dance belts in this movie in this one moment here because there's a definite shape <laughs> going on in like in Bruce's front uh, gusset pocket there or whatever that that's called uh, pouch his pouch his package <laughs> he uh, he lies down on his stomach and puts his face pretty close to the camera as he looks over the edge of something and blue light is shining up across his face. And uh, Ram scurries down beside him. Flynn steps down, looking at both of them like they've lost their minds as they gaze in awe at whatever it is they're gazing at. And then we get to see what they're looking at. And we get a shot of Tron putting his hand into water that has a nice blue iridescent shine to it. He gets a double handful. We see the rectangular-shaped pool with Ram and Tron on either side of it as Tron brings a handful of water up to his lips and he whispers whoa, that's nice, and goes for more. Ram gets down to business and goes for a handful as well, as Flynn kneels down beside them, still pretty bewildered as to what's going on. And here we get that shot you were talking about of this side view shot of the entire length of Tron <laughs> as he drinks some of the water while the cave glistens around him and the water glistens in front of him. And as he drinks, his whole body flares bright blue. But it the that's it's more subtle than that, right? Like it's not like it's. I would think if 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 they did that kind of shot today, it would be like he would glow. I feel like it's yeah. it's it's very it's it's kind of a subtle glow because because the way that the that this was, this was shot, it was kind of like whenever they moved their suits, kind of like changed color a little bit. Yeah, because lightened and dark. All the sh- all like. Yeah, just on there. Like you can see when uh, when Tron dives down when he's crawling, 
his front is in shadow. Yeah. But they make the shadow blue instead of uh instead of just a black shadow. So yeah, as they move you can see, yeah, they like they pulse and they glow differently. Yeah. So you're saying this uh this glow was a little too subtle? Yeah, I, I definitely had to watch. I mean, I watched them in it a couple of times, but it, it took until like the third try to go like, okay, yeah, the water is making them glow. That's not just their normal, you know, moving around, light changing a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Like, I think when he's in this shot here where you can see his whole entire body as he's lying down, putting mm-hmm. water into his mouth, I think the glow is very tied to the sips that he's taking. Mm-hmm. But I can see that it's like, yeah, it's like, is he glowing with, oh, that's delicious. Or is he glowing with power is going into my body and recharging my circuits? Like, that's mm-hmm. unclear. I'd, I'd agree that it's a little unclear if he's just flaring blue in pleasure or if he's flaring blue because there's power from the water that's entering his system. Could have been a slightly I, different, yeah. I also think um, Tron doesn't get this film doesn't get enough credit for inventing Powerade. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Right? <laughs> literal, literal battery juice, little literal Powerade for uh-huh. sure. Yeah, I think. Gosh, I don't know if it was around at the time, but I don't know if they had those neon green energy drinks and uh, Gatorade and stuff like that in 1982. But this is that's probably what they would have used mm-hmm. in this tank of water here if they had access to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, F- Flint, Flint is like amazed by this water. Well, he's I think he's sort of like. Like if you're a cowboy and you're out in the woods and you come across a stagnant puddle. Mm hmm. And your buddies are like, oh, boy, a stagnant puddle. And they go in to drink. You know, as an experienced cowboy, you're like, uh, dudes, dudes, test the water first, you know, or like just what's going on here. I think he's he's fast. It's sort of a combination. I couldn't read it really well. I wasn't sure if he was just confused as to what was going on or if he was uh, you read it as fascinated by the water. eh? Yeah, I, I kind of took it to mean like from everything that's happening with Flynn here. It's you know, it's all brand new to him, but he has a yeah. preconceived notion of what you know, computers and programs are. And so kind of everything that he experiences is kind of like, oh, wow, it's nothing like what I thought it was. But I think this water is meant to be like, oh, my God, I didn't even think this could exist here. Like, this doesn't even make sense, even understanding what what little I understand. Yeah, that's true. You know, because in the next next shot, when we cut back to Flynn and Ram, Mm -hmm. Flynn's like sort of splashing the water and he says incredible so yeah i think you're right i think he's starting to sort of understand what's what this is like yeah if you're in the computer world and you see a mountain stream you're like what <laughs> you know, yeah. like, excuse me like that what is that you know yeah especially because of i i think and added on to that is these you know ram and tron's reaction to it and that they gain you know power from it yeah uh, so it's it's kind of like he, Flynn doesn't even know what to make of what this is, and then the reaction that they're having to it is kind of like, oh my god! Like he he <laughs> he he wants to know, like, okay, what 
why is this here? Why are they, you know, is, yeah. is this how everything works in, in a computer? <laughs> yeah, 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 right? Like playing the games is one thing, but this is a whole other unfamiliar thing that's happening, a yeah. brand new thing. And then, uh, yeah, Ram takes his identity disc off his back and goes in for a whole Frisbee scoop of water there. Now, that that seems unwise. It does. It really does. Like, this, yeah, this made he... me wonder again if RAM is meant to be, like, not a smart program. <laughs> not that, not too bright. Why, uh, well, what, what do you think could go wrong? Well, I mean, they, I know they throw around the discs as part of the games. Right. But it's, it's kind of meant to be, you know, like a, like their memory disk, right? Like it's meant to be kind yeah. of like a part of them. Sure. I don't know. It feels like something you'd want to take care of. Yeah, like I don't know what you could do. What would be the equivalent of like using your driver's license to <laughs> using your cell phone? Uh, yeah, using yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Let me drink yeah. this water with my cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Let me just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me splash this around in the water for a bit. For sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I could see that. But it also, it kind of, it does this um, kind of like world-breaking thing almost because you can clearly see it's a Frisbee. Like it's not, it doesn't yeah. look like a, you know, like anything else but a Frisbee when he's using it like that. Yeah. And in the other shots of both the the disc fights and also in the jail cell when he's doing tricks with it, mm-hmm. there's a sound effect to go along with it that makes it sort of feel like it's made of ceramic mm-hmm. that it's got a bit more weight to it. So it, there's just a little, little, little cues that make it seem like, Oh, okay. It looks like a Frisbee, but it's not actually a Frisbee. But here in this scene, the way he just plucks it off his back and starts using it, you're like, Oh, that is plainly a Frisbee. That is <laughs> yeah. just a Frisbee with blue circles on it, which, mm-hmm. you know, in truth is all it is. So I think they can only do so much with that, but yeah, I can dig that. Such an interesting scene. I love this scene because it's like that, right? So much work went into it, mm-hmm. but then it can get sort of undone by that one thing of like, oh, that's a, that's just a Frisbee. <laughs> so, yeah. And also the boots that Flynn is wearing. Mm-hmm. Like he's in this crouch and you can see his his boots and they just look like uh, white plastic ankle sleeves like just little flimsy rain boots or something yeah. like that and then you know? I, I don't remember if it's uh tron or ram but one of them when they're drinking you can see the water like coming off of their arm like trickling down yeah. their arm and yeah. that that somehow makes it also less real for me but then also yeah. i i can't help but worry for the actor who's now got their suit wet that they're stuck in yeah for sure yeah. right yeah, so I don't know how absorbent their their gloves and stuff were, but if they were like a standard spandex or whatever, they'd be they'd be somewhat absorbent if I remember yeah. correctly. And it would get stuck in their their sleeve, their glove, their something. I don't know. It just seemed like oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> uh, what a mess. Tron gets another handful into his mouth and turns over on his back in pure rapture and delight. Tron laughs. And it's such a beautiful, genuine laugh from Brock's Bruce Boxleitner here. He's so rigid throughout most of the movie. And mm-hmm. this laugh just feels really uh, kind of realistic. 
almost like it's like three in the afternoon. They've been doing this scene all day and he's really in the zone and he's just like, ah, oh, man, this life, huh? You know, like, or something like that. Like there's something, <laughs> there's something real Bruce about this laugh and less, less Tron about it, you know? Mm-hmm. I really, I really like it. So he lets out this happy little moan and then uh, Ram is just going for it like a dog in his dish here, just going for it. And Flynn gets a small handful of it as Rim uh, Ram flares blue, and then Flynn, Flynn does too, mm-hmm. and so he gets he starts to figure out uh, what's going on. They talk. You were talking about the water dripping off the off the character, and mm-hmm. in the creator's commentary, they talked. One of the aspects of why this cave sequence was so hard to do was they needed to have the water be separate from the actors. Oh because they wanted to have a series of effects on the water and a series of effects on the actors. So if you wanted to have the light reflecting off the water onto the actor, you had to just add effects to the actor on a separate layer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they had to rotoscope this whole sequence and remove all the actors from all of their interaction with the water so that you could apply one series of effects to the water and one series of effects to the actors, which was such a effort-intensive thing to do. Yeah, I also I wondered what was meant to be reflecting on the water, because it does look like there's yeah. something specific there. Like, it's more than just, like, they they had to use, you know, whatever lights were hanging above it. It looks like they yeah. were meant trying to make it look like a shape or, like, Maybe the cave had an opening that it was reflecting light out of. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Like a little a little chimney at the top that the moonlight was shining down into or something mm-hmm. like or, that. Or maybe that where they were just looking out of, maybe light was shining in from there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they say that, well, in this the set, which was designed by Peter Lloyd, um, like the water itself was in these black tanks, like big mm-hmm. black tanks. Uh, and the lights were set up to reflect. They were just sort of set up to reflect to camera, mm-hmm. right? So they had lights set up over the top there that were like bouncing off the water to the camera. So all you get is the highlights because the the tanks are lined with black. So you don't see the water; you just see the the light reflecting off it. But they yeah. don't say. I've yet to find anything that says exactly what the reflected light is supposed to be. I think it's just supposed to because the cave kind of glows. Yeah. But yeah, that doesn't have that's a hard light source coming off the water there. So yeah, I'm not sure if that if that was supposed to be anything specific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this whole scene is kind of tripping me out. Tron says, Oh, you forget how good the power feels until you get to a pure source. And then Ram giggles and so does Flynn. And I think it's they're all high AF, I guess, as they say. <laughs> like they seem yeah, to be I... pretty I wonder if this is, yeah, if, if this, uh, like, are these naturally occurring within their world or is, is, yeah. Yeah. Like that's something they talk about in the, in the novelization that, um, like they talk about the, the pool of, of energy drinks or whatever. And Flynn sort of sherlock's it together that the mcp controls all the power in the regions that he takes over 
mm-hmm. and that he he rations it out, giving it a pretty a pretty small or low quality trickle to most programs, reserving the high quality power for himself and his chosen champions like Sark or his elite troops. Okay. So Tron, Tron and Flynn are used to pretty subpar power. They're used to like prisoner rations kind of thing. But a hmm. stream in the wild, like small as it is, is the pure stuff. Yeah. The the other thing that I I could figure is that this was maybe some kind of a leak. Like if if uh you know, the area is kind of under uh like almost like an attack, like maybe this area was used for storing the power and there was a leak that got into this cave. And oh, it just okay. it just happened to land there. I don't know. Yeah, like this is a or like this is like an underground water reservoir mm-hmm. that's been mostly drained, except yeah. for this this puddle in the bottom in this little small crevice, this small crack. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. It brings up a lot. That that's the one thing about naturally occurring streams that brings up a lot of. Uh, okay, so what does that insinuate, though? Yeah, about this world. You know, it's it cracks open a whole a whole new thing. Hmm. I I feel like there there's a lot of that that they wanted to get into in Tron Legacy. Yeah, because uh, I think of the the equivalent of this scene in Tron Legacy is when they go to Flynn's little hideout and he's got like food, a turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's sp- just like regular human looking food. Yeah. And they they don't actually explain it in that scene of like, oh, I brought this in with me. No. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, <laughs> I found this on the on the planes or something. I don't know. I've just got the best image right now of him going, you know, through the whole laser process, but he's holding a giant butterball turkey. <laughs> yeah. He's to have Thanksgiving and, and he, he can't Maybe he can't eat it or something like that. So it's actually been there. He went in in Thanksgiving to have a to have a Thanksgiving dinner, but then the rebellion happened, and now the turkey has <laughs> just always been there on the table for the last eight hundred years by his perspective or whatever. Yeah, that's funny. Oh man, yeah, but it's offered without comment. Yeah, in that in that scene, they're like, "Here we are drinking something and eating turkey," mm-hmm. and uh, what's that about? One thing that was interesting, and. It's kind of strange to get into, but it just because it came up in the book, there's, a, there's the book The Making of Tron by William Calais, which has been an incredible resource for this whole thing. But they go, there's a whole chapter there about uh, the, like the huge amount of cocaine that the animation production <laughs> crew was going through at the time to meet the oh, deadlines no. in the long hours. So this is 1982, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently they had a standing order with a uh, with a, deal, a dealer to deliver a set like a weekly amount of uh, of cocaine to the set. So there'd be a few lines ready to go at most hours on one of the animation tables or whatever, and people could just go and top up to get the job done. Good lord! Right, and the negative extent of drugs hadn't really taken a hold of anyone. Like even even Cindy Morgan, um, that plays Doctor Laura Baines and Yori, uh, she talks of because she was in Caddyshack the year before. Oh yeah as the sort of uh, the love interest or whatever that the, the sort of sexy person in the in, in Caddyshack the year before and that had like Chevy Chase and like all these SNL alumni on it mm-hmm. so she was describing how like the entire cast of Caddyshack was doing copious amounts of drugs but they were almost under the impression that it was good for you right 
Huh. Like no, like it was like people started dying in like the mid eighties. Like I think Belushi was eighty three, I think, when he died, and I think that's mm. when people were like, oh. You know, maybe staying up for seven days straight is a bad idea. Like, maybe, you know, like maybe this isn't a good thing. So, uh, and this was, you know, whatever Pablo Escobar was coming into power, right? And then so, mm. and this was filmed, Tron was filmed in California, right? Mm. And so California was just, it was snowing in California, right? It was just absolutely <laughs> choked. Yeah. So, so it's like that, it's like, you know, it was coming in so fast. Did you see uh, Narcos? Did you see the the Netflix? No, uh, I never. I never uh, watched it. No, I, I only watched it because friends recommended it to me. But uh-huh. it was just it gave you it just gave you a small window into how big things were. Like Pablo Escobar was making uh, seventy million dollars a day, mm-hmm. or twenty six billion dollars a year, to the point where he wanted to pay off Colombia's national debt. They had a $10 billion national debt to the U.S. And in 1982, he was like, I'll pay it off for you, you know, if you get off my back kind of thing. Which I'm like, $10 billion in 1982? Like in 1982, a million dollars was still a really big deal, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so this is just to say that there was a lot of drug use going on with the crew. So I I wonder if this scene kind of ties into that. Because they, you know, they're talking a lot about the purity of the water, and they're all obviously pretty influenced by getting into this this powerful water that they're finding in a naturally occurring situation. So, I don't know. Yeah, calling but, it a, a pure source, I think, is what draws that comparison fully. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, they're like, I, they're like, "Oh, this Powerade isn't cut with anything else." <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, like, yeah. There's Lord. no. There's no. There's no baby laxative in this uh, in this naturally occurring mountain stream, you know. Like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's something. So, yeah, I wonder. But it probably, I mean, they also reacting like if you've been living on crusts of bread for six months, and somebody's like, "Oh, here's a here's an apple," you know, you're gonna be like, "Wow, this is the best apple I've ever had in my life." So they're well, yeah, also kind of, you know, I, I think uh, I don't know if it's clear how long Ram was in the games right and a then, while um, and then tron he's been kind of on the run is the way that they say it like he's he's able yeah. to to dodge all of the recognizers and the and uh all the other you know troops that are after him so for them yeah this is like i can't believe we found this this will you know give us our energy yeah yeah for sure they're getting a real power boost Almost mm-hmm. like a like a first aid kit in a video game or something. They're mm-hmm. all back up to a hundred percent. It's also I'm reminded of um, you know that movie Old School with Will Ferrell. I've actually never seen that. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 uh it's it's funny. It is what it is. You, you see uh-huh. the trailer, you know the film you're about to watch. But it's it's yeah, good yeah. quality for that kind of film. But Will Ferrell plays a character named Hank the Tank. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's married now, but he used to be just a monster partier in college. And uh, they end up going back to school. I guess is the is the is the premise. Okay. So yeah. he goes. So <laughs> Will Ferrell goes to a kegger for the first time since he was like you know twenty five or whatever, and he's he's like, you know in his forties now or something. And everybody's like, "You're a legend. You're Hank the Tank." He's like, yeah, but that's all. That's behind me now. That's that's not. Um, uh, what is it? Oh, ten thirty. I I gotta leave. It's getting pretty late. And they're like, "Oh no, here." 
have a have a have a beer and he's like i don't i i can't i can't and they're like and like, oh okay just one you know and he has a he has a sip and it's just like he switches on and he's got this great quote <laughs> where he, he he has a sip of the beer and he says uh it's so good once it hits your lips <laughs> you know and he's just having this this great this great time and it really it, it always occurs to me whenever i'm watching this scene that, that it reminds me of that scene where they're just like wow fresh power from a mountain stream this is so good mm-hmm. and even ram here he puts on this official sounding voice and he's like my friends my fellow conscripts we have scored i feel so much better to uh to a bemused flynn that's funny he goes back for another slurp flynn gets in there more eagerly now splashing his face with the water and splashing it around as they both flare blue again that sounds yeah they're fully in it now they're they're disturbed everybody is fully on board with guzzling from the mountain stream i will say the the this flash of blue at the end for me was the brightest that i caught i i that was where i really went oh okay there this is on purpose this is meant uh, to be, okay yeah huh let's see yeah i'll take a take a look here oh man flynn is just having the time of his life in this scene he is just laughing oh there they go yeah they really glow blue there mm-hmm. yeah it kind of would have been neat to have a slightly different effect like if they had a, a glow that was maybe yellow mm-hmm. and went from their feet up to their head before fading yeah, like back a, into a blue. moving glow. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's filling them up or something mm-hmm. like that rather than just a full body pulse. Cause you're right. That is very much in the language of the rest of the film. Like whenever mm-hmm. they're emotional at all, they have they flare blue or whatever. Uh, then we get a shot of the tank, a tank and we zoom in on the tank cutting to the interior and we get more teal and turquoise programs on the inside and they say pursuit force reporting and then it cuts to the to the next minute so that takes us to the end of minute 50 um, I love do you, what's that? do you know is that meant to be is that two different people in that tank or is that like the same guy that they just had in two different you know positions my gosh you know what you just brought up something that has not been brought up yet <laughs> that's awesome I, you know just just to, to like on a on a uh, practical side it's like you know why why pay two guys we have one guy in one outfit we'll just superimpose him twice right but i also yeah. think in in the language of the film it's kind of like is isn't every program that does like a same job meant to be kind of the same person no so that's something huh. that they've that they've made pretty clear uh, so far is that all the programs are played by different actors. Okay, they've gone out of their way to have all, and it's because they could they they should if they wanted to make identical programs working on identical things, mm. that would have been really easy to do since a lot of these actors were shot separately anyway. Yeah. Because the depth of field on the 65 millimeter cameras is so shallow that if there's any difference in uh, distance from the camera, then there's going to be a focal difference. And you can't have anybody be blurry. So they would shoot them all separately and then composite them together so that they would all be on the same plane of focus so that there'd be no blur. So they'd be easier to sort of remove the background out of the shots. Mm -hmm. So if they wanted to have the same actor play six roles, that would have been a piece of cake. 
that wouldn't mm-hmm. that would have been super easy to do but in, in none of the shots i don't think is there the same actor playing two roles hmm. so this is two different actors and you but only t- one of them is speaking so he's the only one that really gets the credit yeah that's hard to tell with the tank crews because there's been a few shots before this with other tank crews where I've sort of had to deduce who's who by going mm. through pictures of the actors in the cast and saying, oh, I think it's that guy. But there's so much glow and bloom and blur and stuff like that happening that it's hard to tell. It's hard to make out facial recognitions aside from the close-ups. But it looks like, there's yeah, there's one guy talking. I think the guy in the middle is the gunner. And the guy on the outer ring is like the navigator. Hmm. But uh, I love this set. I love this set. But yeah, it's it's two different actors. But they missed an opportunity here, man. I really, uh, <laughs> I really think it would have been cool to be like, okay, you've been copied. You know, there's just you until you get woken up and copied into ten different programs, and then uh, that kind of opens up a whole other can of worms, though. I mean, that's also kind of what they explore in Tron Legacy a little bit. Yeah. 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 Right? There's copies of people running around, especially the main Mm -hmm. characters anyway. And uh, it makes it... And, you know, piracy and copying is such a huge part of the internet and such a huge part of computer life as we know it today. Uh, I'm surprised that that hasn't come up more. I'm surprised that that didn't come up more in Legacy, and I'm surprised mm. that it hasn't come up more in other computer-based movies that we've seen so far. Because it's definitely an aspect of it. Yeah, I think Legacy really... I mean, I think this is part of why I like Legacy, was because it really leaned into the fantasy aspect of it more than the technology aspect. Yeah. Uh, that's a good way of putting it. I think that you kind of have to make that call pretty early on whether or not you want to go i could have used a little more technology i could have used a bit more of it addressing what's happening in this world mm-hmm. but this movie here the 1982 tron uh it kind of leans into the fantasy angle a bit more than uh the technological angle anyway or at least it touches on like greater themes of existence rather than exactly what a 128k modem does or something like that you know like it's Mm. i think that uh it does that very much as well so i don't know they both have their they both have their fantasy elements which i think is uh, a strong thing for them to to do i think the strength of each film lies in that direction so yeah I'd, i'd agree with you i guess with legacy i just really wanted to see them address the internet somehow Oh yeah! Wow, <laughs> and that that didn't that didn't come up. I was like, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna update this, you know, the one massive elephant in the room that's changed since 1982 is the internet. So yeah, if, although if, it could have gone the way of the Wreck It Ralph sequel and just yeah, completely screwed it over. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Not, Did you watch yeah. the Wreck It Ralph sequel? Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't care for it, I guess, eh? I yeah, I just didn't I didn't like what they did with the internet. I feel like there was it was like a big misunderstanding of ev- everything. Yeah, no, I can dig that. I really enjoyed uh I really enjoyed the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. I watched it a couple of times mm-hmm. mainly because I was thinking, "Oh, man, this is the sequel to Tron that I was hoping for." It you comes know? close. Yeah, it really <laughs> Or at least it it 
it goes in the direction it, it, it addresses some of the things like i agree that their depiction of the internet was like well okay that's a, a six out of ten or whatever but yeah it's almost like to, but it's not that i don't even think that they get the internet wrong so much i think really what the wreck ralph sequel was about was about youtubers like yeah. people doing things on YouTube, and I was yeah. like, I'm not interested in that at all. Like that's not. Yeah. I don't want to see you know Ralph do a meme. Like I don't yeah. want to see that at all. Yeah, that aspect of it, I think, kind of fell flat. That sort of yeah. social media aspect that ended up being the mm-hmm. core of the plot. The the whole thing where they they go into the um like the Grand Theft Auto style game that yeah. I was into. <laughs> yeah, and her song, her like you know her like romantic slow princess song yeah but it's all about slaughter race so that's all about the video game slaughter race i thought was that was funny that was a good moment but uh yeah so that's one thing that i would have liked to have seen in legacy is something to do with the internet so i remember i the first time i watched it i was a little disappointed but i watched it again recently and i was like you know what uh I was way too hard on this movie it's actually very solid it's a really really solid follow-up and it's a very good sequel mm-hmm I just want more. That's all. I'm just like, hey, so when's that Tron yeah. 3 coming? Huh? <laughs> Let's do I'm it. I'm so excited for, um, I don't even, I mean, I live in California, but I can, you know, I I want to go to Florida to the Magic Kingdom when they open that Tron yeah. roller coaster there. That's yeah, going to be amazing. no kidding. That's going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. man. A roller coaster, but in the Tron world, but it's in the real world. Oof. Man. And it looks, I mean, it looks like you're on a light cycle. Like, that's the whole setup of the roller coaster. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know oh, if it's, it's it's on that um, that Disney Imagineering show on their Disney Plus. Yeah. They they went deep on, on how they made it in um, uh, the original park that it was in. Okay. And uh, it's the, the way that they, and they're just pretty much bringing the same exact ride over to Florida. So, the... You know, it's really cool. Like, it just looks like a lot of fun. Oh, cool. Well, I want to check it out. I wonder, do you know? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna check that out. I've got Disney Plus, so I'll check that out. I'll check that, that sequence out. Because I've seen mm-hmm. stills and I've seen a few articles, but I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen that show. In the screenplay, there's not too much difference, except there's a bit of an order change in the dialogue. They don't start talking about going after the mcp until after they've started drinking huh. right so in the in the in the movie they're like he sees you know flynn says when are we going after the mcp when they're still looking out the window before they start getting into the into the power the power stream so mm-hmm. uh but then in the in the screenplay they start they're just drinking and then it comes up so what are we doing now? You know, when are we going to attack the MCP? Which I think is sort of a more natural beat for it to happen, but it also sort mm. of changes it changes the plan into like drunk talk. Yeah, you know, so they're like high as balls like, on we, the power wall. Yeah, they feel and, strong. <laughs> hey, let's go take on the MCP. You know, like it suddenly it's it it adds a different. You know, it sounds like a foolhardy endeavor if they come up with it after they've been. Uh, drink in the water so i'm i'm i think that was a good switcheroo to make Mm -hmm. well i guess that takes us to the end of minute 50 yeah which is pretty cool and i'm i'm always amazed at these uh at these movie by minutes because nothing happens in this minute yeah you know and we still got a good quality 40 minutes out of it so that's uh (laughs) 
that surprises me. So what do you want to, do you want to tell people where they can find you if they want to hear uh, a bit more? Yeah, just, uh, just check me out on Twitter and Instagram at podcaster Andrew. I do a couple of different podcasts. You can uh, find out more there. Awesome. And if you want to get in touch with us, we're at Tronologically Speaking. Um, that's on Twitter. That's on Gmail. And uh, same on Facebook there. Get in touch with us. See see how we're doing. We might have an Instagram by the time this airs. And uh, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you. I'll, have, I'll post links to all that stuff on the, on the website there. Uh, and yeah, just got to give thanks again to the Star Wars Minute that started it all. And go on over to moviesbyminutes.com to find us, but also to find other movies by minutes podcast and uh your favorite is almost guaranteed to be there at this point but if it isn't devote some thought and time to maybe doing it yourself because it's a lot of it's a fun way to do a deep dive on something that you love do you want to try a little uh, end of line on three yep all right one two three end of, end line. of line there we go it's perfect